Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Debbie Marketplace. I am your host tonight, Shane Hallam. Kane is is off again with, uh, with some different things, but uh, he'll be back next week, so don't worry. You're not just stuck with me uh, all the time here. So I figure with Kane out, today would be a good day to do one of our uh, one of our favorite episodes that I think people really enjoy is the NFL mock draft. Unfortunately, not having Kane here to talk about how he doesn't know who any of the defensive players are, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't quite have the same charm. But I'll try to uh, host it. But we have some great guests here to make the picks, and we'll kind of run through. So let me uh, let me introduce each of our guests here who will be making the picks and rotating with me through this mock. Uh, first, we're, we're going to start off with um, uh, a great guy and probably a website that you have gone to at some point. If you have looked up NFL mock drafts, you have ended up on the NFL mock draft database. Uh, one, of the, one of the best put together sites, too, in terms of finding mock drafts, finding good people, finding consensus boards, all of that. So I, I said hey, we, we got to get uh, the owner of that website on here. So Denny is joining us from NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. Denny, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm exhausted, though. I've had a long day at the museum with the kids, but I'm very excited to, uh, you know, get, get back to the mock draft world. Yeah, look, look you get, get to relax. You, you have all that data in front of you. You can just start picking out, you know, some of, the, some of that, and uh, it'll be good. But I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, happy to have you for sure. Uh, our next guest is a good friend. We've known each other for a long time, uh, going back to, man, uh, probably early 2010s. Um, and that is uh, uh, Jeff Hasley from Football Guys. Uh, he's also a contributor at uh, All Panthers on Sports Illustrated and uh, podcast host of the Carolina Fandom, which I've been on a couple of times. It will be again pretty soon. So, Jeff, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's a pleasure and uh, a blessing to be able to join you guys. And uh, hopefully there's, uh, you know, as we get closer to the draft, there tends to be more clarity. But at the same time with free agency, that clarity could get muddled up really quickly because now you're not really sure who might, uh, you know, teams target. So hopefully we can get some of these correct or at least kind of point you in the right direction of where we think each team's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I've written dozen mock drafts so far and it's like after free agency trades it's like well we could throw a lot of those out and everything changes so um, i'm excited for tonight see see what uh what's different and what's unique that's always makes this fun uh and our final guest uh is my lovely managing partner over at draft countdown also a wonderful co-host a wonderful podcast you should subscribe to if you haven't called the draft countdown uh, brian bosarge 
uh, owner of Deep Fried Draft. And like I said, my uh, we are the duo over at Draft Countdown. So, Brian, thanks for taking the time and coming on, man. It is. It's it's nice to be on the other side of the coin here, Shane. Not not the one running run it, running the show. So it's uh it's going to be fun. Uh, ready to get some picks in here. Hopefully, uh, the, these picks we make won't be you know completely useless within the next twenty four hours. But you know that it that is the risk we take. <laughs> yeah, this maybe wasn't the best week uh, for for Kane to be off for us to do this because free agency. We're we're recording this on Monday night, so free agency has basically been open that legal tampering period for about nine hours gotten a lot of the big signings but if a trade happens you know the sean watson trade and some of these trades happen before you're listening to this uh you know you know maybe it will will mention that possibility but you know that's going to affect things but in general i think you can uh can figure out what's going on and where some things will change so well um We'll dig in. We're just going to rotate through the picks and make our picks. And then at the end, I'll recap the entire draft for you. Of course, at the end, we'll do our buys, sells, and unknowns and make it happen. So up first, a team that's made a big splash today in free agency. Denny is up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Denny, which uh, which direction are you looking here? Yeah, so I'm, I was kind of debating between two positions here. I was thinking like edge or offensive tackle and, you know, uh, based on based on the top board, there's a lot of quality prospects there. Um, you know, funny enough, both aren't really like a huge need. Uh, and uh, so I, I think I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson, uh, edge from Michigan, only because I feel like they've invested a lot into that offensive tackle with, you know, re-signing Cam Robinson. And then, you know, they, they took Walker Little last year in the second round. And, you know, they have Juwan T- Taylor there as well. And, uh, you know, I just kind of felt like Aiden Hutchinson might be that that extra edge that they can have, you know, he's a great prospect, great size at six, seven, two seventy. Um, comes from a good program, good pedigree. So why not? Let's go Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, that's a good pick. And at this point, Kane would talk about how he, he actually has Aiden Hutchinson on a fantasy team, even though he's never heard of him before this year. So uh, we always have to drop that in, but that's, I don't know. It feels like the way the wind is blowing. Maybe that wind blows elsewhere pretty soon. Next up at number yeah, two, yeah, go uh, ahead. I was just gonna I was just gonna mention that in the in the mock draft world, Evan Neal is kind of the the consensus right now. So uh, we'll see if that kind of starts to shift closer to the date. Yeah, we we still have some days of free agency. Who knows what the Jaguars are gonna continue to do? Uh, might affect that pick for sure. So number two, we have the Detroit Lions, and Jeff is gonna be taking this one. Jeff, well, what do you got? Well, with Aiden Hutchinson gone, uh, there goes the Michigan homer pick, right? Um, however, I do think that Detroit needs a defensive end presence, an edge rusher. So with uh, with Hutchinson gone, I am going to go with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, the, the edge from Oregon. Um, you know, Detroit, like I said, they, they desperately need some sort of a push on the defensive end. They signed – you know, some players in the offseason, Evan Brown, they re-signed him. Tracy Walker, of course, a safety. Um, they re-signed their receiver, Josh Reynolds. Haven't really done much in terms of the line, the defensive line. I think uh, I think this is the pick here. And Thibodeau would be the, the best remaining defensive end, if not, uh, if not the best defensive end between him and Aiden Hutchinson. I think, in my opinion, Hutchinson's got a, an edge on him a little bit, but uh, Thibodeau's not that far behind, so... I'm going with Thibodeau here for the Lions. There's thought possible that uh, we could be looking at a quarterback here, but I just don't see it. Not really. Not with this quarterback class, the, the second overall pick. Could Detroit potentially trade down? Yes. 
they're a, a, a definitely a team that could potentially trade down. But uh, in this particular draft, in this scenario, I'm, I'm going with a need and one of the best players available, and that's Thibodeau. Thibodeau is still my number one player in this draft. Do you, you have any fear, Jeff, of him falling further? There's been some of that talk. Well, it depends on, you know, like what other teams are going for. If Evan Neal goes to Jacksonville, then maybe Detroit goes with Hutchinson, right? And then what? Then there's uh, them that, you know, the dominoes continue to fall. It's, it's, there's a chance that he could fall some, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely possible. We see it all the time. We see a player that, oh, wow, he's still there at six or seven. Uh, you know, just like Penny Sewell was last year, too. Um, you know, and he fell to Detroit. What were they at? Uh, seven, I think, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible he could fall. We'll see. Yeah, that, that that's going to be probably a big storyline either way on draft day. So I'm looking forward to it. I still like him. Um, Brian, you're, you're up at number three with the Houston Texans, who are – Likely to add another first-round pick at some point when they trade Deshaun Watson here, but in our mock, still only one at number three overall. So what what do you have them doing? I'm not sure there's a single player on this board still available that wouldn't be an upgrade over anything that's currently on the Houston Texan roster. So I really don't think I can go wrong anywhere here. But I also feel like Laramie Tunsil is going to be on the move at some point between now and draft day. So we're going to have to get an offensive tackle in there. All three of them are still on the board right now, the, of the top three. And there's a lot to like about them. They're all very close on my board. Uh, all three of them are in the top seven on my draft board right now. Charles Cross, probably more of a pass blocker than a run blocker. Aquano, probably more of a run blocker than a pass blocker. To me, the best of both worlds and the reason I have him as the highest uh, offensive tackle on my board is Evan Neal from Alabama. I think he's a better balance in the run and pass game. So Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama is the new franchise tackle for Davis Mills. is the third pick of the draft. No, he's the highest tackle on my board too. I think it's, I think it's a good pick. I think, I think getting him at number three is not a bad consolation prize. If those edge rushers go off the board. Uh, I'm picking number four for the New York Jets, who have two picks in this top ten. Jeff will make the other pick. Um, to me, it seems like kind of a no-brainer in terms of position here. I think the two best edge rushers are off the board. Uh, maybe consider Trayvon Walker, the edge from Georgia. Maybe Kyle Hamilton, a safety from Notre Dame, is really good. But, um, you know, these offensive tackles have fallen. The Jets addressed the interior offensive line. Uh, with Lakin Tomlinson in free agency, but they still have a whole opposite of of um, Mackay Becton. So I'm going to take Ike McWanu, offensive tackle from NC State. I just think the the power he brings to the table, another big mover for that run game, that inside zone scheme. I think he can fit that pretty well, uh, even if it wasn't kind of the thought going into the season for him. I think he proved that he has the movement skills to do that. And then you add in just what he can do in the pass game, pass protection for Zach Wilson. Um, I I think this really sets them up and sets up Zach Wilson to be protected, be able to get some time to get the ball out. I I think that's really the direction that they're going. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my pick at number four. Uh, There we go. So let's let's move on to number five to Denny with the New York Giants. Get their first pick. 
Yeah, I think the Giants are kind of in a similar situation as the Jets here, where they they're kind of looking at edge or offensive tackle. You know, I was kind of hoping that Kayvon would fall uh, to five, and then I was like, okay, maybe maybe Neil or Iguanu uh, will will fall, and I'll get one of them. Uh, and so, lo and behold, uh, those two situations didn't happen. So we're kind of stuck in this situation where now we're we're debating between uh, Trayvon Walker or uh, Charles Cross. Uh, so, but I'm going to go ahead and take Charles Cross. Um, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. He's kind of been this steady riser. Uh, you know, he was roughly, I think, 21st to start the year on, on our on our big board. Now he's all, gone all the way to eight. Uh, five-star recruit, great size. Um, you know, I think I think he'll fill a need. Uh, you know, the, the Giants have Andrew Thomas. The Nate Soldier might be, uh, you know, I think he's, he's free agent. And then they have Matt Pert, who's a third rounder from 2020. So they definitely have that need there. So I'm going to go with Charles Cross. Do you do you see him as a top five player in in this draft? Do you feel like this is need fitting? You know, need and type fitting really what the Giants, um, what the Giants, this new Giants offense is running? Because I think it's a great fit. I think that's the question: Is he worth a top five pick? Or maybe maybe you don't think there's anyone worth a top five pick here, and that's why. He's- <laughs> I mean, he's he's definitely just this guy that just has has been skyrocketing, um, and so I think it's one of those where. If you don't take Charles Cross, you know, you're not going to get the Trevor Penning. You know, he's going to go in the mid round. So you're, you're kind of looking at, you know, that that next tier of, of guys. And, uh, you know, Cross is one of those guys you could just plug and play on the on the opposite side and and help help with the pass blocking and, and run blocking and, and uh, you know, kind of stabilize that, that offensive line. Very fair. We'll move on to six uh, to just Carolina Panthers here. Now, maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe they don't have <laughs> this pick anymore. Maybe they trade it for Deshaun Watson. But, Jeff, if the Carolina Panthers don't obtain Watson and they're sitting here at six, what uh, what do you think they do? So a couple things, first of all. Uh, one, I fully believe that they're going to trade down in this in this position, especially if the draft unfolds like it has. With Evan Neal being gone, Ika McWanu being gone, and Charles Cross being gone, two, uh, three of the, uh, the the top offensive tackles off the board, that was three definite players that were on my, uh, on my list to choose from. Um, there's a possibility they could go quarterback here. But again, they don't have another pick until after the top 100. I think 104, 106, something like that. And by trading down, they can at least acquire some additional picks. So I, I see them trading down, but I know we can't do this in this scenario. Um, I don't see them taking the quarterback here at six. I, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't think there necessarily is a quarterback in this draft that's worthy of a top 10 pick. It's possible, though, that a team could come up and um, potentially be a trade partner. But I don't think so. And I am concerned with the Panthers' corner situation. You've got Dante Jackson, who's a free agent. He could be gone. You've got um, – uh, their other corner that they just that they just signed this past season uh, from what, what can I remember his name? Jeez, uh, New England. Um, uh, is, is what can I think of his name? Um, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, jeez, Stephon Gilmore. Thank you. Um, so they've uh, they've question marks with with Gilmore as well as with Dante Jackson. Are they going to lose both of them? If that's the case, they're going to need a corner. Granted, they took J.C. Horn last year uh, at eight in the draft, and uh, they lost him after week three, so they haven't really had a chance to do that. But 
Uh, I'm going to, oh gosh, you know, I hate to do this. And they're not going to take Kyle Hamilton because I, they just recently signed Xavier Woods. Uh, and it's possible that uh, they could potentially lose Jeremy Chin in a trade with Houston, if that's if that's possible. Uh, then they might be looking at another safety here, but I don't I don't see that. You know, I I hate this scenario for it, but I'm going to go with Ahmad Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati, as a, as a corner that Carolina needs. I, I hate to do this pick, but that's what I'm going with based on where the board is right now. So ultimately, I guess I can ask the the question: um, Do you, you know, do you think that they get this Deshaun Watson trade done? And it, kind of what you're talking about. I mean, is that maybe part of it? Like, hey, they're willing to give up six because it's a good yeah. shot that maybe there's no one good there for them. I, I mean, that's possible depending on how the draft unfolds. And and you know, there's a lot of talk too about how Carolina is really they really like Trevor Penning. Um, and that they could potentially take him, but I would rather see them draft, or I'd rather see them trade down to like the the Jets, or maybe the Ravens, or the Browns, or the Vikings, somewhere down in the the ten to fifteen range, and perhaps pick him up and get a pick in, in return too. So uh, it's a possibility. This is this mock, this mock, and the way it's fallen so far for Carolina, horrible news. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Ahmad Gardner, you know, arguably one of the best, if not the best, corner in the draft. Could they potentially take two corners in a row for in the first round in the top ten? In this mock, they are. No, I, I, I like it. I think it's going to switch things up for sure. So we'll move on to seven to the New York Giants' second pick. Brian, you are picking for them here. They took Charles Cross uh, off its attack out of Mississippi State number five. So what are you thinking with the next pick at seven? Well, in my last mock, well, in my last mock, my mock draft that uh, released at Draft Countdown today, uh, I had the Giants going edge at five and Charles Cross at seven. So Charles Cross has gone here at five, but the edge that I had them selecting at five is still on the board. While maybe not the immediate pressing need, it's one of the best players available now, especially after his tremendous combine. So. With the Giants here at pick seven, we're going to go with Trayvon Walker, the uh, edge from Georgia. So um, I think it's a good pick, a huge need for the Giants for sure. And I, I, I think Trayvon Walker's his offseason and his play in the national championship have put him up in this spot. How, where, where do you kind of have him ranked right now, Brian? Do you feel like top top five, top seven, like that's good value or? my team's reach a little bit. Do you think like this rise is maybe a little bit too much? Um, I was slow to him throughout this process. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. But uh, as, as we started getting towards that, as the games got more tight there at the end of the season, in the playoff run, the SEC championship game, Trayvon Walker's play started elevating even above some of his more herald teammates like Jordan Davis and some of these linebackers, you started seeing Trayvon Walker stick out even more, uh, like you said, especially in the national championship game. And then the combine, you know, his his combine, while Jordan Davis got all the press, Trayvon Walker's was just as elite, almost not as elite, but but pretty close. And with that said, he's now up to eight uh, in, on my big board overall. So we're one spot off here you know, as far as where he's coming off the board. So, no, I don't think this is a reach at all. 
That's fair. You uh, you snipe me. I'll say that. Um, at, at number eight, I'm picking the Atlanta Falcons, and I was hoping Trayvon Walker would be there to make it easy. Because just like Jeff mentioned with Carolina, I think the NFC South here is getting screwed by this draft. Um, the, you know, the Falcons. Falcons could use could have used that edge rusher uh, for sure. Um, and man, there's off the board. I'm just not convinced that the next set of players, the David Ajabos, George Karlaftis, Jermaine Johnsons, are worth it here. Um, so ultimately, I'm, I'm just going to go with best player available, and I'm going to take Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Now, I don't think safety is a major need for the Atlanta Falcons. They drafted Richie Grant in the second round last year. Uh, Eric Harrison, Duran Harmon have been two free agents they've picked up in recent years. Uh, but I think Kyle Hamilton just brings a different uh, skill set where he, you know, you can put him down in the slot. He can play a little bit of corner. Uh, linebacker is a big need for the Falcons that I don't think he is quite, um, you know, adept at, you know, at, at that they're, that there's a linebacker here worth taking in the top 10, but Kyle Hamilton can come play in the box and you basically just have another linebacker with uh, elite athleticism sitting there. So I feel like if they can creatively use him, this can be a worthwhile selection. I don't love it. Um, but I do think at eight, I think he's by far the best player left on the board. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take that and I guess be happy. Um, I'm guessing I did not snipe Denny at number nine with the Seattle Seahawks, who definitely do not need a safety. If there's one position that they're not addressing in this draft, it's uh, it's safety after everything they've given up to safeties um, in the past year. So, Denny, where, where are you looking at nine with Seattle acquiring this pick by trading away Russell Wilson? Yeah, so when, when I was doing my research to kind of figure out like what, what where Seattle's at, I quickly realized that they are just – they got holes everywhere. They're just filled with like so many needs. And I, and now I understand the Russell Wilson trade, right? Like it's kind of, okay, let's acquire some, some picks and let's, let's try to rebuild here because their, their cupboard is very empty. Uh, their offensive tackles are both free agents. Uh, there's not really anyone else under note, uh, under contract of, of note. Uh, you know, you could, you could think quarterback, but you know, I was thinking about quarterback a little bit and, you know, there's not really a guy that I feel is worthy of this top pick. And, you know, Drew Locke's not the sexiest name, but at least he's a guy. He's a, He could play for the year, and then they could take the quarterback next year. And, you know, cornerback is, is pretty weak, too. I was kind of hoping, uh, you know, Ahmed Gardner would, would fall to, to nine, and that would be an easy pick. Um, but, you know, I was kind of debating, and I'm like, you know, I, I feel a little bit risky about taking Derek Stingley at, at nine, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. The talent's there. Um, he is a prospect that is starting to fall a little bit. You know, he was, he was recently, as recently as like mid January, he was the third overall prospect on, on, on the site and it's kind of starting to fall. You know, he has a former five-star prospect. He has great size of six foot. Um, you know, both their starting corners are both free agents and their, their third corner is Trey Brown, who was a fourth rounder in 2021. So, um, you know, they just, they have a ton of needs. Uh, you know, this could be another opportunity for them to trade down, see if they can collect some more picks and, and kind of try to, Re retool this team. So that's where I'm going to go. Derek Stingley. I think it's a good pick. Derek Stingley sticks it out in the top 10 here. So uh, number nine. So let's move on to number 10 to Jeff picking for the New York Jets. Uh, I picked for the Jets at four and picked Ike McQuanu. So Jeff, where are you looking for the Jets for their second pick in this draft? Well, you know, the, the, uh, the draft is not unfolding for me as a mocker here or for any of these teams, you know, I feel, I feel bad for him. 
uh, because, you know, I was really thinking that Derek Stingley would be a great fit for the Jets. So they could definitely use him at corner. Um, and uh, with other possibilities, uh, Kyle Hamilton was another possibility, and he's gone. He's off the board. Um, so they, they could be looking at uh, perhaps an edge. And uh, the next best edge that I have on the on the board here is George Karlaftis. Carl, uh How do you say it? Karlaftis? Yeah, uh, Cor- uh, I'm sure I say it wrong too. Carlofidis. Uh, Carlofidis. Okay, yeah, out of Purdue. So um, I'm going to go with that, uh, and uh, you know, kind of hope that he that he can uh, he could be a a difference maker in, in year one and, and definitely help out. But usually, we kind of see that, especially with defensive ends and, and edge pieces. You know, it might take a little bit of time, but uh, that this is an area of, of of need. I was thinking perhaps maybe another cornerback here. Um, you know, and, and we see corners being such an important, vital piece of each team. Um, but, um, I, you know, at, at this particular point in the draft, uh, I, I'm not sure I want to go with the, the next quarterback on the board, which I'll, which I'll rename, I'll name, uh, remain nameless here. So I'm going to go with uh, the edge out of Purdue, George Karloftis. So, Jeff, I have to ask you, because we're 25 minutes in the show and do a, a fantasy football show. We have not selected a player that has any fantasy relevance whatsoever, <laughs> all right, uh, which is this draft. That, that kind of tells you a little bit about that class then, doesn't it? Yeah. Is there is there any chance the Jets take a receiver at 10? There, I mean, yeah, it's possible. But, see, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, especially this day and age, you want to get that line. You want to get the offensive line. You want to get the defensive line. That's such an, an important piece. And, uh, you know, they have picks. They can, they can get a – they can get a wide receiver coming up here with one of their remaining picks. Um, so it's uh, it's possible, yes. I mean, if, if we are looking at wide receiver, my guess is that uh, we're looking at Garrett Wilson. But um, in my opinion, I still think that uh, they, they really need to build that line. And uh, in my opinion, that's going with this edge. Yeah, so like you said, once again, I think a tale of – moving down in your rookie drafts, maybe not a bad idea uh, if we're talking receivers and mm-hmm. you might be able to get some value later. So uh, let's move on to 11. Brian, uh, you have the Washington commanders, which I initially on the sheet forgot to change their name to the commanders from the football team. I, I just like football team so much, I guess. Um, but uh, in, in um, interesting spot, I guess, for, uh, for them having traded for Carson Wentz, so maybe takes quarterback off the board here at 11. What what are you planning on doing for them? I am like you assuming that quarterback is off the board here. And I'm also assuming that this might end up being one of those trade up spots for somebody who's wanting to take a quarterback, somebody from the, the, the late teens, maybe somebody uh, sitting in around 20, hypothetically speaking, who uh, – just, just saying, but uh, this might be that that spot to trade up. But we're 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 not going to do that. And uh, sorry to the listeners of the Debbie Marketplace podcast, but the uh, we're not going to get a skill position player here either. And uh, Brandon Sheriff's gone. Signed with Jacksonville today. Big hole there on the uh, Washington uh, offensive line and. There may be a no other player that got the quote unquote senior bowl bump more than this guy, and then his bump continued after the combine. And I, Denny can probably to attest to the rise in the rankings of 
of this particular player. Uh, I mocked him there today at 11. Uh, I don't know if he'll go this high when it's all said and done, but in this mock draft, the Washington Commanders at pick 11 will take Boston College guard Zion Johnson at pick 11. So this may be new, especially our listeners who you know might um, might have you know listened to a red mock drafts and, and you know weeks ago January uh, and Zion Johnson wasn't even sitting there. Do you think he's the clear number one guard, Brian, over a Kenyon Green? Um, do you think he goes above Tyler Linderbaum? That that's a question too. I think his size, length, and athletics athleticism because we don't know what Linderbaum's uh, athletic numbers are at this point in time. Uh, but we do know that his length is well below what I think anybody, maybe not what everybody thought, but where, you know, what is considered an NFL like threshold. It, it's, he's below that arm length wise. Uh, Zion Johnson does not have that issue. Uh, and his tape is tremendous. Just watching him, you know, like he's next to Patrick Swayze at the, at the double deuce bar, just throwing people out, you know, karate chopping people and everything else. I mean, Zion Johnson's the real deal. You know, he, he, he's, he's, he's so fun to watch, you know, him on tape. And then what I saw from him at the senior bowl, like I said, I, I've talked about it a lot on our podcast. This every day, he, he played center all week, a position he never really played at BC. Every day after practice, he was taking snaps with coaches, even out in the pouring rain on the, the middle practice on Wednesday. He's out after practice. That kind of like stuff like that's going to go over well with any scout, any offensive line coach that's that's in the room on draft day. I think they're going to go to bat for him and just I, I, I just like him a lot. I, I think it's fair. I think it's a good pick. Um I'm up at 12 with the Minnesota Vikings and kind of a tough one. I mean, I was also hoping Derek Stingley fell because I think corner is a, is a big need. I think the the new regime there is going to want to kind of get their guys in. Um, I think offensive tackle was a possibility on the board. I consider Northern Iowa's Trevor Penning. Um, I'm just not wholly comfortable with that. Uh, but I think this is a good spot in kind of the, you know, we're, we're outside of the top 10, um, to start getting this next tier of edge rushers. We saw George Karloftis go at 10. I'm going to go with uh, the next guy, not the next guy on my board, but who I think the NFL will have a bit higher, and that's Jermaine Johnson, the uh, edge from Florida State, a Georgia transfer. Couldn't get on the field at Georgia, uh, as we saw by this defense this year, why he couldn't get on the field. He transfers to Florida State, has an absolute gangbusters season for them. Um, and he's an interesting player at 254 pounds. Uh, that's when he came in at the combine could play a little bit of stand up linebacker could play with his hand down. I think he's a versatile edge piece uh, on that defense. I, I I'm not uh, fully adept at what the new Minnesota Vikings defense can be. Kane can come and yell at me about that later. Uh, but I think Jermaine Johnson is probably, I think he's comfortably in the top 15. I think he's going to go in the top half of round one. And really, to me, is between him and David Ajabo from Michigan for this pick. And I'll go with uh, I'll go with Jermaine Johnson here. So this pick twelve. We'll move to pick thirteen. The Cleveland Browns, who are making some moves, trading for Amari Cooper. Um, so Denny, even despite that, they did cut Jarvis Landry. Uh, what are you thinking here? 
could 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 we get our first fantasy relevant player or are we gonna keep waiting a little bit longer? Yeah, so I uh when I when I was doing the the research on this pick, this is this was last night. I think Jarvis Landry got cut today, right? Officially. Yes. Uh, and so at the time I was like, well, I'm like they don't really need a receiver. They just traded for Amari Cooper, they've invested a lot in that. Um and so, you know, the way the draft is falling, uh, you know, I was basically I, I had three edge rushers on my board. I had Tr- Trayvon Walker, David Ajabu, and and Jermaine Johnson. And you know, there's really David Ajabu is the, the last of the top tier uh, edge rushers in the draft. And I think Cleveland probably goes in the direction of of taking that edge rusher um, versus going the wide receiver route. Um, you know, even though right now kind of the consensus has a lot of uh, Traylon Burks going to the Cleveland Cleveland uh, Browns, but uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go with the edge rusher and take David Ajabu. That's a good pick. Like I said, I think I think these edge rushers. This is good. this is the area that 10 to 15 range where they might start flying off the board. So I I like it. Let's move on to 14. The Baltimore Ravens with Jeff. Um, a lot of possibilities here for Baltimore. Where, where do you see them going? Yeah, so first of all, I just want to say that this particular point in the draft, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles faithful are going crazy thinking that the wide receiver is going to fall to them here uh, with pick 15 or 16, which they have, of course, and they have 19 as well. Um, but this pick is for the Ravens. I just wanted to get that in there. If I were a <laughs> producer, I'd show some Philly fans at the draft right now going, yeah, we're going to get a receiver. Um, so Baltimore, I'm thinking two possibilities here. Offensive tackle, and in in my opinion, the best tackle that's available here is Trevor Penning. Or an interesting type of pick here, because we know they need some interior defensive line help. I was thinking perhaps our combine uh, darling, Jordan Davis from Georgia, uh, as a possibility. Um, But uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Trevor Penning as the tackle, and uh, Ravens get their right tackle alongside, alongside Ronnie Stanley. So... Um, I'm going with Trevor Penning here from Northern Iowa. I, I love me some Trevor Penning. So I would, uh, as, <laughs> as, as a Steelers fan, I'd be a little bit sad if I had to see him playing, uh, playing <laughs> on the Ravens, um, every week, but that's, that's the way it goes. Uh, so speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles, you mentioned they have two picks back to back here, 15 and 16, Brian, you get to kick us off with the first one and I get to play, mop up duty so don't uh, don't take who i want to pick uh for you know you're gonna, you're gonna the eagles are gonna snipe themselves here uh with with this pick but, but brian uh we've seen some some pre-agent signings from them today where where do you see them going here at 15 um i'm looking at i mean we we have the full allotment of receivers available as jeff just said and i got a feeling one of those will be going within the next three picks or I'm sorry, the next five picks that which Philadelphia has three of those. Um, but I also think they need to get better at the linebacker position. We haven't had one of those drafted yet either. And uh, so the biggest debate I know with a lot is, is it Devin Lloyd? Is it Nicobe Dean? Dean come in sub six foot at the combine, you know, what he measured in. Lloyd is a, I believe he's a little older than uh, some some of his counterparts here, but uh, he's tremendous in pass coverage, uh, sideline to sideline defender, uh, just ma- makes plays on the ball. I, I, so I'm going to go with Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd uh, is the first of 
five or first of three first round picks here for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. This one, I believe they acquired from Indianapolis. No, this one was from Miami. 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 So is, is Lloyd your number one linebacker? Um, do you, do you like him as the first guy as the top guy, or do you think Dean is better ultimately? Um, I have Lloyd as the, as linebacker one right now. I have him at 19 overall. I have uh, Dean as linebacker two, 25 overall. Uh, currently, I think there's not a lot to me that separates them. Uh, but like I said, I, I believe Lloyd better in the pass game right now. Um, so we also haven't really seen a whole lot of testing numbers on either one of them. So I don't know which one is to say the better athlete. Uh, based off of what I've seen on the field, I would say Dean probably should be the better athlete, but I think Lloyd better as a day one starter uh, going forward. And, and I'll pick at 16 here for the Eagles. I'll I'll, I'll take that receiver, but it's kind of tough because uh, they're all there. It's like like Make sure you pick the right one. I know, which which has been a problem <laughs> for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, it would be three years in a row they would have picked a wide receiver in the first round. Jalen Rager uh, from TCU, not exactly working out for them. Devonta Smith from Alabama had, I think, had a solid season last year for what was there. Um, I, I think Garrett Wilson's the top receiver. I have a little bit of fear taking him to the Eagles. I feel like um, Devonta Smith kind of fills that role. And so I could see – Honestly, I, I think USC's Drake London is probably the best fit. But mm. with all these receivers on the board, I'm going to take Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas here. Uh, we are finally going to have a fantasy-relevant player go off the board uh, for the Eagles. I I don't know if Burks is going to be the first receiver off the board. The combine was a little bit disappointing. People, I think people just had really high expectations for him. And so there's some fear. Is he going to be an outside guy? Is he going to be more of a slot receiver? I think either way this works for the Eagles because they can move him around. They can use him as a big slot. Um, and still have Devonta Smith on that perimeter doing what he does well. I don't love it. I, Garrett Wilson's my number one receiver, but I'm going to take Burks here. And uh, I'm sure we'll start to see some receiver dominoes falling pretty soon denny you're picking at 17 for the los angeles chargers who have made uh quite some sweeping changes here in the last few days trading for khalil mack re-signing mike williams they signed jc jackson the corner out of new england today um as well as some other small signings um uh, sebastian joseph day the defensive tackle from the rams so Lots of the Chargers are going for it. They they see all these quarterbacks lined up and Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and they're going for it. Where where do you think they're going to go in the draft here at seventeen? Yeah, you know, it's kind of um, I the three guys that I had kind of uh, ready to go for for the Chargers are all available, which is awesome. Um, the the one position that I see a mock draft quite quite a quite a lot, but I I don't I don't see why is um, wide receiver. You know, with with Mike Williams resigning, they have Keenan Allen, they have Josh Palmer, uh, Jalen Guyton. You know, it's kind of these these guys that are they're all quality guys, right? So I'm not I'm not really getting. I understand the whole weapon aspect, but there's other needs that that they have. You know, Linderbaum is there, but you know they don't really have a, they don't need a head of a, a need for a center. So you know you, you can go the the guard route, Kenyon John uh, Kenyon Green. You can go defensive line route and take Jordan Davis. Um, you know, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go. Uh, D line. I'm going to take Jordan Davis. You know, he's kind of that that anchor of the Georgia defense. You know, he's been, he's been a pretty consistent draft prospect throughout this entire time. 
you know, generally in that like 15th overall range. Um, you know, they have a lot of free agents that are that are out there. And, um, you know, I think it's I think this just kind of fills a huge need. And it's a it's a great guy to just kind of plug and play. So we had Kentley Platt from um, Raz on after the combine, Jordan Davis, basically having the second greatest combine of all time behind only Calvin Johnson, um, which is insane at 341 pounds. Do you, do you think with that workout that he had at the combine, getting to see that athleticism, uh, do you think he's a three down player for the chargers? Is he going to be someone that brings that or is this the chargers had a problem against the run? I mean, they, they had some issues. Is this like, boom, this fixes that plus the, the uh, Sebastian day signing, you know, we're just kind of fixing that, that issue. Yeah. I'm a little worried that he's, he's kind of that combine darling. Cause there was, there was question marks, right. That he was, he didn't put in the effort or that he was kind of would, would, would show up for a few plays. And then he, he, he didn't have the stamina to like kind of last for a long time. Um, you know, hoping that Jordan Davis just kind of takes that next step and takes it seriously. And maybe, maybe starts to, to be that, 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 you know, run stuffer on that uh, Chargers defense. And, you know, he was starting to fall a little bit in the mock draft world, and then and then the combine hit, and he just went right back to where he was at before. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's he. I think he'll he'll be a great pick there. All right, moving on to eighteen, um, Jeff. We're, we're making you pick for the rival Saints here, and uh, the the other team in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So if um, if they don't get him, they're picking at eighteen. Where where do you see the Saints going? Well, uh, potentially losing Teron Armstead. Most likely they are because he's going to be a uh, uh, he's a free agent. Uh, they, they could desperately use a tackle. However, a lot of tackles have gone so far, and, and the, uh, the, the board is getting low. Um, I have a question for you guys. See if you might know this. Do you remember the, who the last quarterback was taken in the NFL draft that was outside of the top ten? The last quarterback taken in – Kyle so, Baller? Nope, it happened in 2013. See if that rings a bell. What was yeah. that? EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel, yes. I heard a whole correct. piece about this earlier this yeah. year. There you go. EJ Manuel by the Bills, right? So, um, you know, that kind of tells you a little bit about that draft class. Uh, before that, it was uh, uh, Chad Pennington with the Jets, uh, the 18th overall pick in 2000. Um, that's kind of like where we're leaning right now here with this particular draft. Quarterbacks have fallen hard, and the Saints need one. Uh, they don't really have have much of an opportunity here in terms of uh, uh, you know someone that they can you know uh, bring along. I mean, they've got Taysom Hill, uh, Trevor Simeon. But I, I think they're looking to improve that. And uh, Dennis Allen, as a, as a first time coach here for the Saints, needs to make a move here. I'm thinking they're going to go with quarterback. Now the question is which quarterback guys, I honestly yeah. don't know the answer to that. And it also, and it may have to do with uh, you know, what their coaching staff likes, what they're, what, what they want to build around. Um, honestly, I, I hate this. I, I hate to make this, this, this pick here, but I, I think that uh, I think Sam Howell might be the best quarterback here for the saints. Um, I, there's a, there's a lot to say about him. Uh, we've seen that, uh, I mean, of course, in, in, in 2021, things went downhill a little bit for Howell, uh, but, but he lost so many players in that 20, in that, uh, uh, 2021 in the NFL draft in 2021. So the, he didn't have those for North Carolina. Uh, I, it's crazy to think this, but I'm going to take Sam Howell here as the first quarterback off the board to the new Orleans saints at pick 18. 
I think okay. I think that that would be a draft day. That would be a draft day surprise. I surprise, would, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of people think of Malik Willis, you know, but you know, you have to have. Well, one, they need a quarterback now, and I'm not sure if, if Willis is that person. Um, and uh, he, you know, you kind of need some time, but and it also needs to be able to be a quarterback that can mesh well with the offense too. Uh, so I, I'm going with what I think is probably the most ready quarterback. Outside maybe of, of, of Kyle Pickett, I just really like what Sam Howell brings to the equation, and uh, yeah, I, that's it's weird, but that's what I'm going with here for the Saints is Sam Howell. Yeah, all right, there we go. Sam Howell to the Saints at 18. Brian, you're up with the Eagles' final pick. You took Devin Lloyd from Utah, the linebacker, for them at 15. I took Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas, at 16. Who, who are the Eagles going with with their final pick at 19? I'm considering two spots here. So I'll start with the one I'm not going to go with. Uh, I think Fletcher Cox potentially on the move uh, if, if rumors are to be believed. So in theory, that would create a hole there uh, for an interior defensive lineman on their team. But I'm a big believer in Milton Williams, their third-round pick from Louisiana Tech last year. Uh, I had a t- I had a first-round grade on, on Williams last year, went in the third round. So I, I believe he can fill that spot. Whether Philadelphia believes it or not, I don't know. So I'm going to – make an alternate selection here and the highest rated player left on my board uh, maybe not fills the need this year, but uh, as a look to the future at center uh, plug and play at guard this year, Jason Kelsey moves on. We move him inside. I will go with Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa here at pick 19 for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's a good pick. Do you, you have concerns about Linderbaum, the short arms, the, you know, under 300 pounds, or is that much ado about nothing and, and he should still be a top 20 pick? I, I'm sure <laughs> there are concerns with some teams, and, and Philadelphia may be one of those teams that, 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 you know, that ultimately, you know, takes him off their board. I, 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 don't, I don't really know the answer to that, but I love his tape, obviously his uh, ability to pull and – you know, in the zone scheme and everything is just beautiful. And I think, like I said, he's going to be a 10-year starter in the NFL uh, regardless, be it at guard, maybe be it at center. But I, I think Linderbaum is, is that guy here for the Eagles. So I'm up, I am up at 20 picking for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, which you know, this pick got more interesting today. They signed Mitch Trubisky to a two-year deal. It wasn't super expensive. I don't think it locks them in long-term to him. Um, and, you know, with the way this this board has fallen, Zion Johnson's off the board. I think Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M, they, they have a huge hole at right guard. Um, even, you know, signing a, a couple interior guys that they, they signed, Chuksakwanu, um, Chuksakwanu, excuse me, uh, for right tackle. And um, Mason Cole, I believe, is the other name that they signed probably more of a swing back up a center guard. Uh, but, you know, with the way that this board's fallen, even, even with signing Trubisky, Kevin Colbert, the GM has been around for a long time. He's been around over 20 years. This is his final draft. And he has said numerous times he wants to leave his fingerprint on the Steelers. He found <laughs> the Ben Roethlisberger and he wants to find the next guy. So I think if this is how the board falls, I think the Steelers would take Malik Willis quarterback out of Liberty. We saw Mike Tomlin on the field at the senior bowl, pretty much just taking snaps right along with Malik Willis um, and, and showing how he really liked him. So I, I think the Steelers in this case would take him. If Willis was gone, 
it would have been really tough. Um, I think Kenny Pickett would have been a, a consideration. I probably would have still taken him here. I think if both those guys are gone, I, I don't think they take a QB in round one, maybe wait till the second day. But uh, I don't think Mitch Trubisky, uh, as much as I love Trubisky, I, I don't think Mitch Trubisky uh, ultimately is going to stop them from drafting a future franchise quarterback if Malik Willis is sitting there. So so that's, that's where I'm at with the Steelers, um, for better or for worse. We'll move on to number 21, to the New England Patriots. Lost J.C. Jackson. Denny, you are up with the Patriots. Where do you see them going? Yeah, so so the draft has kind of fallen in their favor. Um, you know, I think corner corner and and middle linebacker are kind of like the two spots I'm looking at. You know, middle linebacker Dante Hightower and, and Jamie Collins are both out. They're both free agents. I mean, um, you know, corner is in need as well. Um, you know, this is a pretty deep corner class. Um, so with that in 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 mind, I'm going to go with Nicobe Dean, linebacker Georgia. I feel like he's kind of he feels like a, a Belichick guy. He feels like a guy that that could just be there, lead the defense, and he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Like he, Dean will kind of take over. So that's kind of the the route that I was thinking with with that pick. I like it. I like it. Good pick. I think Dean's worthwhile of uh, of that selection. We'll move out of twenty two to the Las Vegas Raiders. Jeff is up. The Raiders have seen everyone else in their division just about get uh, upgrades here. So what, what are the Raiders going to do to keep pace? Yeah, this is, I think the board's actually kind of falling nicely for them. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot available in terms of what they could potentially go for here. Uh, we could look at a, a wide receiver. Uh, there's corners that are still on the board. And uh, they also need some help on the interior defensive line too. And, and I'd love to have an explosive guy match up with Max Crosby, double X, and uh, you know, give that Raiders defensive line just another big boost. So sticking with the Georgia theme, I'm going to go with Devontae Wyatt as uh, the defensive tackle of Georgia here for the Raiders. I, th- I think it's a really good pick. Do, do you think without uh, – he's another guy that performed really well at the combine, kind of got overshadowed by Jordan Davis, but Devontae Wyatt's numbers were really good. Do you think the combine helped put him into this first, first oh, round? Yeah. I, I think so. Not only that, but also just being on a really strong defense uh, has helped him. And uh, But, I mean, his explosiveness speaks for itself, too. So um, there's a reason why that defense was so good. And, uh, you know, all of these players, as we can you know see, Dean, Wyatt, uh, Davis, you know, those are some strong players. So uh, I, I think, yes, the combine helped him for sure. But I also think that uh, just – by association with the team, he's getting recognized as well. That's fair. I think it's a good pick. I feel, I feels like he feels like a Raiders guy too. So I like <laughs> that. Uh, Arizona is up. The Arizona Cardinals, twenty-three. Uh, Brian, you are up with them. Who? You know, their team that uh, lost Christian Kirk, lost Chase Edmonds, a free agency. Where do you have them going? We're going to go with a linebacker. No. <laughs> we're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. Um, I think, you know, I mean, Chandler Jones probably going to get big money somewhere, not Arizona. Uh, so I'll, I, I definitely could see edge in play, but there isn't really any left, right? I mean, we, we, we burned through them. Boye Mafe is the next one on my board. I think this is a maybe a little too rich for him. Maybe he goes this high. I don't know, but it, it feels a little high to me. 
Um, but you mentioned Christian Kirk uh, signed with the Jaguars today, so they've got to replace those targets. Uh, you, you'll have Hopkins coming back. Rondell Moore is going to be there. Uh, but but I, I feel like you can get that third guy, but maybe you don't need that third guy for, say, I don't know, the first six or eight weeks of the season. Maybe somebody has fallen on this board that is recovering from an ACL surgery that he happened in the <laughs> national championship game. So maybe we bring back A.J. Green on another one-year team-friendly deal to take those snaps early in the season while we wait on Jamison Williams from Alabama here to the Arizona Cardinals. Man, if, if they if they draft another receiver, like <laughs> I, I, I can I see it, though. Cliff Kingsbury, he can't get enough of those those weapons. He just he can't help himself. So uh, Jamison Williams would be fun. He would be fun in that offense, at least. Um, I'm picking a 24 for the Dallas Cowboys. If we want to talk about a team that, you know, sometimes Jerry likes to have a little fun with those receivers. We know uh, taking C.D. Lamb in the past. Uh, they did trade away Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns, did resign Michael Gallup, uh, but Cedric Wilson moved on to Miami. Uh, I mean, Garrett Wilson sitting there is just so tempting um, for me as, as an Ohio State alumni and big fan and the number one receiver on my board. But I, I, I can't do it. I, I don't uh-huh. think – I don't think after um, after resigning Gallup that oh, man it could happen, but I don't think it's going to happen here for for Dallas. Um, but but a lot of other possibilities for them. I think um, you know a linebacker is possible, but we saw Lloyd and Dean go. I think that's that's off the table. Offensive line is still a possibility. Uh, Kenny Green from Texas A and M. I think we start to get into the range where Tyler Smith from Tulsa or Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan become possibilities. Um, maybe even safety. I think Lewis Seen from Georgia is an interesting addition here. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm going to go defensive line. I, I think the, the interior pressure has been lacking for the Cowboys. And they've drafted a lot of kind of, um, you know, three-tech guys that can penetrate a little bit. But I think to have really a bigger nose tackle who also has the athleticism to get after the passer – be such a great addition. Maybe this is a little bit high, but I'm going to have him take Travis Jones, the defensive lineman out of UConn. Uh, I'm, I'm a really big fan of his. I, I thought with uh, UConn was awful and Travis Jones was the old, he was getting double teamed every play. Uh, and I, I really think on the, a Dallas front seven, that would not happen. And Travis Jones could really wreak havoc there. I think he's the type of player they would like and could instantly fill that need for them. But I don't love it, but I like it. So I'm going to go with it here at 24 for Dallas. So let's move on to 25, the Buffalo Bills. Denny, you are up with Buffalo uh, looking to contend in that AFC. So what are they going to be doing? Yeah, so, you know, it's, the mock draft world kind of has defensive line as a, you know, focus. Uh, you know, with Devonta Wyatt is kind of like the, the guy that uh, has been uh, mocked to them most, most uh, commonly. Um, you know, I, I was kind of looking more at the interior offensive line, maybe maybe Kenyon Green. Uh, corners, obviously a huge need. You know, they, their top two corners are both free agents. Um, you know, there's a lot of great talent still on the board, you know, with McDuffie and Booth. Um, but like you, I'm very intrigued by Garrett Wilson <laughs> falling. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's another weapon. I know I know they re-signed Gabe Davis and, and Jake Kumaroff, obviously, 
the the, the stud that he is. Um, but oh man, like pairing Josh Allen with Garrett Wilson would be really really nice. And this being a fantasy show, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson at uh, pick 25 to Buffalo. Yeah, I I, I love it. I mean, I, I think pairing it with Josh Allen, like you said, would be great. Uh, I do think that the dynasty community and all the Gabe Davis love and shares after that playoff game, their heads may all collectively explode uh, ultimately, but that'd be fun. That would make that offense fun. So um, I dig it. Let's move on to 26. Jeff, you have the Tennessee Titans who uh, another team might need a receiver. Maybe got sniped there on Garrett Wilson. I don't know (laughs) what you were thinking. Well, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, You know, they, they re-signed, um, Harold Landry, as well as, of course, Ben Jones at center. Uh, those are probably the, the biggest signings that they've had so far this, uh, this offseason. What are they looking at here? They could look at an edge. They could look at receiver. They could also look at tight end. But is it too soon to take a tight end? That's, uh, that's an interesting thought there. Um, I think that the, the top tight end is, is Trey McBride out of Colorado State. Now, can they pull the trigger here? At the tail end of the first round, uh, well, almost the tail end. We're getting close to that. Uh, that's possible. I'm thinking he's more of a second-round pick. But if he's their guy, I think that's who they need to go after, uh, you know, especially with, with what are they – who do they have? They've got Jeff Swain, Anthony Ferkser. They don't, they don't have that, uh, that big-name tight end, and I think they could really use that. Um, so – it's an interesting type of uh, scenario here for how the draft is falling for him. Um, but, you know, I think, I think, I think Trey McBride might be the pick. Um, he's in my opinion, I think he's the best tight end. that's on, if it's in this class, it's on board and uh, for Tennessee to fill a need here and get a strong player like that. I think he could come in and make a, an impact that we don't necessarily see from tight ends all the time, but I, I think we can see that from McBride. So I'm going to go with Trey McBride. Tight end, Colorado State. I think it would help quell some of those uh, fears about this tight end class if we see one going round one, especially for, you know, when we talk fantasy. Um, Trent Brad's interesting. I, I, I think it's a possibility. So I, I, I dig the pick. Let's go to 27, Brian. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's back. And <laughs> uh, how, how, what are they going to bring in here to help them potentially uh, go to another Super Bowl? Well, this got this pick got a lot in, a lot more interesting uh, after last night and Tom Brady uh, unretiring, so to speak. Uh, could it be a wide receiver? Uh, it, it, I feel like this would be a move for next year. I mean, you got Godwin back on the franchise tag, uh, but will they move on from Mike Evans' contract once Brady officially decides to call it quits? So you may look at that guy. So I'm I was thinking Drake London here as maybe a pick in the future, but they lose Alex Kappa today to the, you know, should be Super Bowl champion Cincinnati Bengals. And so I feel like we're going to go with just, uh, let's get a plug and play guard here. Uh, didn't test great uh, at the combine, but universally considered uh, the top guard prospect, maybe before, you know, the combine, uh, then I think Zion's kind of taking that over. But uh, let's go with Kenyon Green, uh, Texas A&M here, to just immediately come in, plug in that right guard spot, and just keep the tr- keep the train a moving. 
I dig it. It probably is a, a plug and play offensive lineman, and you know, Brady doesn't take too kindly if the that offensive line's not playing well. So uh, he needs that. Uh, Twenty eight. I have the Green Bay Packers, and you know, Devontae Adams is you know threatening the holdout here. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. The, their cap situation's not great. They just cut Zedarius Smith, so I think edge rusher is a possibility. A guy like Bo Mafe would make a lot of sense. Um, I think we could see a safety like Lewis seen out of Georgia offensive line. I think Tyler Smith out of Tulsa makes sense, but these receivers have fallen. I think it'd be really, they'd be hard pressed. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling seems like he's going to get a decent deal in free agency, you know, wherever he goes. So the Packers aren't going to resign him. Uh, so you're looking at like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. And it's like, uh, you know, if, if the number two guy next to Vontae Adams was just better that receiving core looks a lot better. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is more happy. Um, I I typically, and I feel like I'm going to just mock Chris Alave here till till death does me part. But Drake London's sitting there, and I'm I'm they're taking I'm taking Drake London here, 28 for the Packers. I know maybe it's a, a similar player to Devonte Adams being a big uh, receiver. Drake London, 219 pounds, he came in at the combine. I think he separates better than people think think he does just because he's big people think that he can't separate uh had the ankle injury super productive before that uh i mean i think he could basically take the role that alan lazard played late in the season and play that with Devonte adams would be pretty impressive big another big target for aaron Rodgers, and i think a 28 london it could be an absolute steal so i'm gonna go there at, at 29 we, we have uh denny you're up with the miami dolphins i think it's a tough pick to make because, um, you know, they have some holes, but nothing's like super glaring. They did sign Cedric Wilson at receiver, um, but uh, not too much else. Where do you have them going at 29? Yeah, they were they were kind of one of these uh, teams that I was I was looking at. And I'm like, you know, OK, maybe, maybe one of these like linebackers will fall or maybe an edge rusher will fall. Um, and I kind of penciled in Brees Hall here. But, you know, with the signing of Chase Edmonds, that's not probably not going to happen now. Uh, so, so kind of, I'm, 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 I'm kind of seeing what's, what's available. You know, they, they, they might need a right tackle. You know, do you go with the Bernhard Raymond from central Michigan? Um, but you know, again, uh, you know, wide receiver is, is pretty awesome. All the wide receivers have kind of fallen. Chris Olave's right there. You know, Will Fuller, Will Fuller is a free agent. Um, you know, why not give more weapons to Tua? Let's, let's, let's get this offense going. Um, and so I think they're going to take Chris Olave, you know, let him, let him, let him fly with Tua. And so I'm going to go with Chris Olave. I feel, man, this, this Mike McDaniel offense with Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Cedric mm-hmm. Wilson, Chase said, like it, it could turn into, if that offensive line holds up, I mean, this could turn right. into a high flying, high flying well, offense. So. I also don't trust Devontae Parker. You know, I've been burned way too many times in fantasy with that guy. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, ignore him and plug in Chris Olave. Just give him the ax and let let it go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Jeff, so you're up with the Kansas City Chiefs at pick 30. Uh, a team, team's been a, a little quiet, perhaps, while the other teams in their division are making moves. What do you have them doing here? Yeah, they have been quiet. And one thing they're looking at, though, is Jarvis Landry, a wide receiver, which is interesting. I think he might be a good fit for them. Uh, as far as a free agent signing and with two wide receivers taken right before me here when Drake London and Chris Olave, 
you know, there's uh, the, the again, the cupboard's getting bare in, in terms of that position in, in the first round. Um, one thing that they do need to do is uh, replace Tyron Matthew. And it looks like he's going elsewhere. So I'm looking at safety here. And the best safety that I have on the board, who's really kind of risen over the last month or so, especially at the combine, again, a Georgia defensive player. I'm looking at Luisina as, uh, as the next great safety here for the Chiefs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take him, uh, especially because the wide receivers were taken right before me as a uh, as a snipe there. But I think this is a good pick for them, and I, I see him being a a difference maker right away in that defense. And and I mean I think his film is so much fun to watch. He is just a nasty yeah. dude at <laughs> safety. So I think Chiefs fans would love it. Um, that's a good pick. Brian, you're up at 31 with your Cincinnati Bengals, who um, unfortunately did not win the Super Bowl, but uh, they've they've made a, a splash in free agency. Two big interior offensive linemen signed. They seem to know where the weakness is. With what's happened so far, what do you think they do here at 31? Yeah, I mean they they clearly, I mean the Super Bowl showed, and the whole world saw. So there's no way they couldn't address those needs like immediately out of the gate in free agency. Sign uh, Karras at center, uh, Alex Kappa at right guard. I still think you can improve right tackle. Yeah, there's no way Isaiah Prince is going to be your starter again at right tackle. Uh, you could bring Riley Reef back maybe on another deal. I don't know if they will or not. Um, I still think – ultimately, I still think they're going to end up either trading for or signing Lyle Collins once he's released. Uh, I think his connection with Frank Pollock uh, will somehow uh, get him into Cincinnati. So, therefore, I'm going to take right tackle off the board here uh, where the choices would have either been Tyler Smith from Tulsa or uh, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. Uh, I'm I'm considering interior defensive line here as well, even though they brought back B.J. Hill on a uh, big deal today. I think there's still uh, a spot there for another rusher. I love Perry on Winfrey. I think we, we've talked about that on our podcast a lot. But ultimately, there's only been two corners uh, come off the board here. And I think that's a sneaky need for the Bengals, uh, as we saw Eli Apple in the uh, Super Bowl, picked on, picked on, picked on. And I am a lot higher uh, than a lot of people, I believe, on Florida's Kyer Elam. Uh, takes a lot of chances, but – he can play and I, I really like what he could bring to Cincinnati. Uh, they can, they're, they're going to cut Trey Waynes, who, who's been the only free agent signing they've had in the last couple of years that hasn't really worked out. Uh, so you pair him on the outside. And I think you've got uh, a good young corner uh, to build around with your veterans, uh, Wuzier and Mike Hilton. So we're going to go with Kyer Elam from Florida uh, here at pick 31. There you go. Eli Apple no longer taking the top receiver on the other team, and uh, maybe Kyrie Elam can make that difference. I- I'm up with the final pick here, 32, the Detroit Lions, the pick they have from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I-, I honestly don't necessarily think the Lions will take a quarterback here, uh, but Kenny Pickett's still on the board, and he's going in the first round. <laughs> like, like he's-, he's not falling out of round one. Ultimately, uh, you know, I think the Lions could look at safety if Lewisine falls. I think they could look uh, up at, you know, linebacker or one of those positions. But 
like I said, I, Kenny Pickett is sitting here at 32. I, I think he's long gone by this point. Um, and we'll see like where I, I feel like we kind of one more, one more quarterback chip to drop uh, as we're recording this w- with Deshaun Watson. After that, there are going to be some teams that, uh, that need that QB. So I think he's going to get taken. So I'll take Kenny Pickett here at 32. We made it. We, we got all 32 picks in. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. And once again, we're recording this Monday night on the 14th. So if things have changed and needs have changed, um, the, it, it, it's all good uh, for that. Let me run through the draft real quick and give you a, a quick rundown. Uh, number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, Edge, Michigan. Number two, the Detroit Lions select Kayvon Thibodeau, Edge, Oregon. Number three, the Houston Texans select Evan Neal, Offensive Tackle, Alabama. Number four, the New York Jets select Ike McQuanu, Offensive Tackle, NC State. Number five, the New York Giants select Charles Cross, Offensive Tackle, Mississippi State. Number six, the Carolina Panthers select Ahmad Gardner, Cornerback, Cincinnati. Number seven, the New York Giants select Trayvon Walker, Edge, Georgia. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Hamilton, Safety, Notre Dame. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks select Derek Stingley Jr., Cornerback, LSU. Number 10, the New York Jets select George Karlafidis, Edge, Purdue. Number 11, the Washington Commanders select Zion Johnson, Guard, Boston College. Number 12, the Minnesota Vikings select Jermaine Johnson, Edge, Florida State. Number 13, the Cleveland Browns select David Ajabo, Edge, Michigan. Number 14, the Baltimore Ravens select Trevor Penning, Offensive Tackle, Northern Iowa. Number 15, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devin Lloyd, Linebacker, Utah. Number 16, the Philadelphia Eagles select Traylon Burks, Wide Receiver, Arkansas. Number 17, the Los Angeles Chargers select Jordan Davis, Defensive Lineman from Georgia. Number 18, the New Orleans Saints select Sam Howell, Quarterback, North Carolina. Number 19, the Philadelphia Eagles select Tyler Linderbaum, Center from Iowa. Number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Malik Willis, Quarterback, Liberty. Number 21, the New England Patriots select N'Kobe Dean, Linebacker, Georgia. Number 22, the Los Angeles Raiders, so Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, select Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman, Georgia. Number 23, the Arizona Cardinals select James Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. Number 24, the Dallas Cowboys select Travis Jones, defensive lineman, UConn. Number 25, the Buffalo Bills select Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Number 26, the Tennessee Titans select Trey McBride, tight end, Colorado State. Number 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Kenyon Green, guard, Texas A&M. 28, the Green Bay Packers select Drake London, wide receiver, Southern Cal. 29, the Miami Dolphins select Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. 30, the Kansas City Chiefs select Louis Seen, safety, Georgia. 31, the Cincinnati Bengals select Kyer Elam, cornerback, Florida. And 32, the Detroit Lions select Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh. There we go. There's the draft. Uh, awesome job. Everyone involved, appreciate that. Uh, let's wrap up here with a little buy, sell, unknown stock. Can be draft, can be fantasy, uh, kind of anything. Uh, I'll kick it off. My buy, um, my, my buy, I think is um, right, right now Alec Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati, had a really good combine. I think he's still pretty raw, drops passes. But I think if you're looking maybe in a C2C league, someone had him. Um, this might be a good time to grab him and trade for him um, just because I think he's going to go on the day two day two of the draft. I think the workouts kind of push him up. I think teams are going to like him more than maybe the general consensus might be a little bit of a value right now. Um, my sell at this point, honestly, is just all the tight ends. <laughs> like, like I, I just don't know if any of these tight ends, I think they're all like solid, but I don't know if any of them are going to make 
um, you know, do extremely well in, in the NFL, especially for fantasy football, like maybe Isaiah likely we see him work out. We can see what happens with him, but in terms of like requisite athleticism from the combine, Jelani Woods from Virginia and Daniel Bellinger from San Diego state are the two that kind of met the marks that, uh, you know, Nelly our analytics guy has. So that's not a, you know, I, I like Jelani Woods and I like, you know, I don't like Daniel Bellinger that much, but I think that's, uh, you know, that's interesting. And my unknown stock, uh, I think I've had him before, is Brian Robinson, the running back from Alabama. I, I think he's going to go decently high, round two, round three. I I, I, I don't know if he's going to be a dynamic NFL running back, but if he gets the opportunity, and I think he's a player that could, um, you know, could perform for fantasy, score some touchdowns, and that's really all you need is that opportunity. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think his value might be decent right now, but we'll see what happens. So, um, Denny, let's go to you. Do you have any uh, buy, sell, unknown, or any combination of that for the draft? Yeah, yeah. So, my my buy is is to uh, speaking in like dynasty terms for fantasy is to to basically buy picks for next year. Uh, I'm kind of not sold on this class as far as uh, fantasy is concerned. You know, uh, there's not a lot of top, you know top running backs. Wide receivers are good, but there's no like you know Jamar Chase in the class. Um, you know next year's classes, I think is going to be a much much top heavier class rather than deep. Um, so that's kind of like my buy is to go uh, basically worry about next year. Uh, my sell is all the QBs. I'm not a fan of any of the QBs. I don't think they're anything special. You know we started off the show with the CJ Manuel talk. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about the class, right? Is there's no one like superstar. It's like a, it feels like Drew Locke all over again. You know. Um, you know, this, this guy that's everyone's mocking in the first round and he ends up falling in the second. Um, and then my unknown is is Kyron Williams, running back out of Notre Dame. You know, he he was that like third, fourth best running back in the class. And then, you know, he ran a really poor 40 in the in the, in the combine. And now now it's kind of like, well, now what do you do? Uh, you know, where do you evaluate him? You know, he was kind of this this decent back. But now with the slow 40 time, does he drop? Um, so that's kind of the unknown. Um uh, aspect of, of where I'm at. Perfect. I love it. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, you are up by sell unknown. Oh boy. Let's see. Um, I think that uh, there's a, there's a couple different corners that I think are, that could potentially move into the, uh, into the first round. One of them is Andrew Booth and the other one out of Clemson. And the other one is Roger McCreary, the Auburn corner who had a fairly strong combine. Um, also think the, uh, the, the linebacker out of Wyoming, um, Chad, Chad Muma. thank you. Chad Muma is, is someone who is starting to turn some heads. Um, and, uh, and he's someone to, uh, take a look at as far as running backs are concerned. I think Kenneth Walker is moving up the ranks and, uh, you know, that's not necessarily an unknown, but, um, I think he's most likely the, the second running back after Bruce Hall in terms of rookie drafts. Uh, he's moving up in that in that range. Um, and it'll be interesting to see which team is, is going to pick him and if he's going to be on a team where he'll have an opportunity right away or is he going to have to, you know, kind of earn his his keep, which is uh, we see that so often, especially with so many running backs um, that are available. And, you know, so we'll see. So those are those are my guys to either uh, look out for or are kind of moving up. I dig it. Great. Uh, Brian, how about you? Buy, sell, unknown? Well, you sold the tight ends, but I'm going to buy one, and you mentioned him, Isaiah Likely. I mean, 
this is no secret, my love for him. And I think everybody knocks him for his blocking. I don't think that's a weakness. I think that's, you know, a, a positive for him. He's not, you know, and he's not that extension of the offensive line that you look for, but he can he can hold his own blocking in the NFL level. And I think he is going to be – he's going to – once he's able to test at his pro day, I think it's going to be very, very good. So I'm buying Isaiah Likely as tight end one in this class um, above the rest. Uh, I'm selling uh, – I was going to sell the entire quarterback class, but I can't do that now because Denny did. <laughs> so uh, – to sell them all. I don't want any of them. Uh, I am going to sell a couple of receivers uh, since this is a fantasy podcast. I'm going to sell David Bell and I'm going to sell Wandale Robinson. Uh, Both of those guys, uh, while the production was very good uh, at the collegiate level, that testing, especially David Bell, man, that was so bad. Uh, His, his combine uh, testing. And I just, I don't know that that's going to go over well. And my, knock both of them into the third round uh in my opinion uh and i'm gonna the unknowns will be i'll, I'll say another couple of receiver prospects uh guys that i definitely have to go back and do some more work on after their combine uh prowess kevin austin jr from notre dame if you can be an unknown player from notre dame uh it's hard it's hard to do but he he definitely uh is one of those that i i've got to go back and work on and Shane, I know you like this guy, uh, Isaiah Weston, Northern Iowa. Uh, size, height, weight, speed, that, that's him. Uh, so I have to go back and uh, check him out a little bit more to uh, get a determination. Right now, I would say both of those guys are, are draftable on day three, uh, but we'll see how high. Yeah, look, uh, Weston, if he goes to a good spot, he's going to be one of those you know, fourth, fifth round fantasy rookie picks and be like, hey, just take them, flyer. Uh, so I'm, I'm there. I, I do like them. Thank you guys for joining me. I, I appreciate it. It was kind of, you know, shorter notice and I know it's a long show. So I appreciate all three of you. Uh, bring your knowledge, bring bring the energy. Uh, you are exceptional minds in this space and I appreciate sharing it with you. Let's, let's go around the horn and you can tell people where they can find you, anything you want to plug, anything coming up, feel free. Uh, Denny, let's start with you. What, uh, where, where can people find you if they want to check you out and, and check out your stuff? Yeah, so the site is NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. There you can kind of get see every single mock draft that's that's out there pretty much. Uh, I like to think I'm like the Google of mock drafts, right? There's no reason to Google it. Just come to the site. You'll find it. Um, you know, there's a simulator. There's a player comparison. There's a big board that kind of combines everyone's rankings and all the mock drafts into a single source. You can kind of get an idea of like where everyone's at uh, as far as ranking. And you can find me on Twitter at NFLMockDraftDB. Uh, and there I'm, I'll engage with you. <laughs> cool. Th- thanks again for joining us. Jeff, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Sure thing. Uh, you can find my work at footballguys.com. Uh, you can find my rankings there. I rank everything from rookies to IDP, dynasty, everything. Uh, right now, in terms of the offseason, I'm not writing many articles, um, except for when um, we have our team previews and such. I write the team previews for – Carolina, Indianapolis, and Houston. Uh, so that should be fun this year with a lot of new faces and everything. But um, so, yeah, you can find my work there as well as Carolina Fandom, a podcast that I host that is all about the fans of Carolina sports, uh, especially the Panthers here with, uh, uh, the, you know, the season being uh, kind of turned to them as well. So a um, little plug in there. And uh, thanks for, again for having me on, Shane. Definitely appreciate it.
Yeah, no, no problem. I know we have a couple Carolina Panthers fans that listen, so make sure you check out Carolina <laughs> Fandom. Uh, check it out. Uh, Brian, how, how about you? Where can, uh, where can they find you and your work? Well, they can find me at draftcountdown.com along with you. I'll be the one that doesn't do seven-round mock drafts every other week. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can also uh, subscri- uh, subscribe to our podcast at Apple or Spotify or anywhere else pretty much. Uh, it's The Draft Countdown. And find us on youtube.com slash The Draft Countdown. And follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And for uh, Shane and Kane, Thank you all for listening. As always, make sure that you join our Discord. It's free. We have a nice hopping community, a couple hundred people in there. Uh, if you want to get find a, a league startups, orphan teams, you want trade advice, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll give it there as well as the community. And um, you can always sign up for the Secret Chapel program. 25 bucks a year. You get a second podcast every week. You get access to our rankings and all that stuff. So check it out if you haven't. Um, Thank you all of you again, and I hope you enjoy the show. Talk to you later.